for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to L.A. Talk Radio, your real talk station, with 24 hours of commercial-free programming. Hey, everybody, this is Nicholas Rutherford. You're listening to The Green Room with your fantastic host, Sean T. Green. Don't change that podcast channel. Like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh, and we do what the fuck we want to do. The Green Room is brought to you today by LegalZoom.com. Go to SeanTGreen.com and click the LegalZoom link and then enter the referral code GREEN to get discounts. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on LATalkRadio.com. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the show. And what a show we have for you tonight. We have uh, comedian Eddie Pepitone will be uh, coming in shortly. You know him from old school. He's uh, plenty of YouTube hits. A, a character actor. He's been in a he's been in a plethora of um, different roles and a very very hilarious stand-up comedian. Great actor. And I'd like to welcome on. Um, the left-hand man, the voice of the green room, Logan Lystico. How are you feeling, Sean? I'm feeling good. Logan, what happened on the uh, live read? You're a little all over the place. Oh, was well, cause I, cause you actually didn't write, uh, go to, you didn't write the rest of the legal zoom promotion, so I tried to like remember it, that, but then I realized, oh no, you don't click the link for legal zoom, you enter the right. code. Yeah. So it's I don't right. know how that sounded. I tried to. <laughs> Tried to do my best to save it. Did a little improvin. That's all right. That's I was all right. actually gonna do my uh, my weird uh, intro. I, I was saying, how do you feel, Sean? Okay. Wait, what's how that from? How do you from? feel, Logan? I oh. feel like a bitch and rock star from Mars. That's how I feel. <laughs> are you quote, quoting the Charlie Sheen already? <laughs> Getting into the Charlie Sheen. All right. Well, let, let's let's get through some of this uh, Charlie Sheen stuff. We we got to talk about it. You can't you can't help but. Help but uh, talk a little bit about Charlie Sheen. Everyone's got their favorites. I, I really enjoyed this one. This is him quoting the great Alan Iverson. Ever miss a day of work? Um, not a day that cost anybody any money. I missed practice. I'm talking about practice. To quote the great Alan Iverson, practice. Come on, guys. We're talking about practice. <laughs> <laughs> just that's, that's one funny. thing my dad and Charlie Sheen have in common. They both love that Allen Iverson video of him saying practice 25 times. There's actually, if you go on YouTube, there's a video where they just count how many times he says practice in a row. But it's almost like he doesn't understand why that's funny because he's using it, like, seriously. He's like, yeah, I agree. I agree with Alan Iverson. He's right. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think he realizes that it's funny that Alan Iverson said it, so he quoted it. But he's also kind of taking the Alan Iverson approach of, "Hey, I'm a star. I'm the franchise yeah. player. I don't need to show up for practice. I don't also, need to." He's th- trying to diffuse it a little bit. I can see that. Right. But it's just like, oh, oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> I just love I love him. Uh, just be, you know, being totally real. Just being totally honest. But everyone is still talking about Sheen's brutal and sometimes painful honesty about his drug use. Oh, man, I was banging seven gram rocks and finishing them because that's how I roll. I have one speed. I have one gear. Go. <laughs> seven gram rocks. Seven grams of cocaine. That's like two eight balls of cocaine. And I don't know what hammering is, but Charlie Sheen, he was he, banging them. He was banging them. <laughs> I just he he's just on a roll. He's, I don't he's, even know. So what for those of us who don't know. 
like what's one eight ball? Is that just a hit? Is that what you take? Well, I think uh, I think uh, an eight ball is like a an eighth of cocaine. I think it's I mean it's oh, generally so... considered seven grams is like a quarter ounce of cocaine, which I think would be a lot of cocaine. Either way, that's that. I mean, and the the terminology of hammering cocaine, hammering giant <laughs> rocks of cocaine, it means you're really going at it. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, seven grams. It wasn't a you, tough decision to do that last seven grams. Right, exactly. He slammed them. I, I mean, I, I have no idea as far as the amounts, but seven grams, you don't, it doesn't sound like that's an amount you would just sit around and do socially between right. friends. And it's, it's you're certainly not hammering the rocks. Would it even be fun doing that? <laughs> well, I mean, he seems to be having fun. People want to. It's this weird dividing line. And yes, obviously you want to criticize him for his violence against women and whatever he's been accused of. If, but then these women end up forgiving him. So it's 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 hard. I mean, maybe it's I don't know how bad his violence is towards women, but it, it's weird. He has these moments of clarity where he really Charlie Sheen seems to at times get Charlie Sheen. Why do you think people love you so much? Because I'm honest. And I think the honesty not only, um, sh- you know, shines through um, in my work, but also in my personal life. Part of that code is, is, is apologizing when you're wrong and just owning it and not like getting into the into the quagmire of stupidity behind it. But just looking at what you did on your part, you know, dismiss it and move forward. I mean, that's how that's how David Letterman handled his scandal. When yeah. he got caught with the intern, he came out and he said, you know what? Hey, I'm David Letterman. He came out. He did the monologue. He's like, I did some creepy things. And everyone just started laughing because people respond to honesty. That's why people love love honesty in stand-up comedy, in, in talk radio. They appreciate someone that's being real, telling them the truth. And you can get away with a lot, especially if you're talented, especially if you're successful, and you throw honest on there and candid. People respond to that. People are like, hey, he's just he's answering these questions honestly. And for a lot of people, that's kind of refreshing. It's refreshing yeah. to hear someone go, oh, my God, he he actually just admitted to wanting to have porno stars and do right. cocaine all the time. And, it and breaks people... all that tension that you have when you hear uh, Tiger Woods apologizing to everyone on Earth <laughs> right. for having and, sex with, like, 100 chicks. And, which... and Tiger Woods keeps trying to act like he was sorry or keeps trying to act like um, – you know, he didn't mean to do it. But Charlie yeah. Sheen just comes out and just totally admits it and just totally embraces and it. And I'm not saying Tiger Woods isn't sorry, but he's definitely sorry he got caught, you know? <laughs> right. And Charlie Sheen is just like, oh, you caught me. <laughs> right. Well, uh, Logan, looks, look who here is uh, here. I'd like to welcome onto the show Mr. Eddie Pepitone. Eddie, thanks hey, for Eddie, being on the program. Hey, ha- thanks for having me, guys. No problem, man. Uh, gr- you got some headphones there. Oh, cool. And a bottle of water if you're, you're thirsty Boy, right, at all. Right from the street. Yep. Right from the street into the into it, the frying pan. Hey man. man, we don't you know we don't need a green room in the green room. This is the green room. We just yeah. get, we just <laughs> you get into talking it. about Charlie Sheen, huh? Yeah, yeah. What's your what's your take on Charlie Sheen? Eddie? I love it. Yeah, I oh, love yeah. it. You know, I think it's some of the best, most honest stuff. Right. We we just actually played the clip where I was oh, so yeah. surprised that at how self aware he is of himself <laughs> because he said, "Why do people like you so much?" And he goes, "Because I'm being honest. Because I'm going, yeah. hey, this yeah. is me. This is yeah. my life." Well, you know what's interesting about it for me is that you know what's become so huge in our, in our. Uh, there's my New York accent. Huge. huge you know what's so huge, huge in our uh, culture is celebrity. Right. The idea of celebrity and everybody. And I want to be a celebrity. I want to be a celebrity, but there is a big price to pay for it. I think because I think his sense of self-importance is so big. Yes. That his meltdown and people who are celebrities, quote, quote unquote, celebrities. 
their meltdowns are huge. Now, what I love about him is that he is doing it in public, whereas a guy like <laughs> Mel Gibson will do – you know, all of the other celebrities do it behind closed doors, and only there's only a few people who get to hear their right. meltdown, their right. shrinks, their, their, their lovers. Officer Sugar Tits. There's a couple yeah, people yeah, yeah. who get to hear the meltdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But Charlie Sheen – If you happen to be a cop looking yeah, exactly. enough to pull over one of these. Or yeah. some PA on a movie set. But he is like – I mean, I didn't see the TV interview. Oh. Oh, okay. But was it amazing? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I saw most of it. He's, he's great. And I just love the – instead of, like, mm. trying to hide it or whatever, he just goes, hey, TMZ, bring bring that paparazzi guy, sets up in the backyard with the pool, and they're streaming this live on the internet. <laughs> this is why they invented the internet, so we could just see, see this guy's crazy, crazy life. By and the yeah. way, this quote-unquote meltdown, <laughs> another thing about it is it's a lot more positive than other – celebrities meltdowns <laughs> like i mean yeah. most people start insulting people you know uh anti-semitic things come out but when charlie sheen is having a meltdown he goes all out and parties right and i mean he, he <laughs> seems to he seems to almost be uh you know almost be poetic with some of these mm. uh great sound bites I'm f-18 bro what was that one? <laughs> oh, he's uh when he's talking to, I'm, I'm an f-18, F-18 bro S-A- winning anyone <laughs> <laughs> i'm a what uh, F-18. F-18. He was talking about how he just attacks life. He's an F-18. <laughs> I love and I love. Well, is he smoking? By the way, is he smoking crack well, during these interviews? Because my friend <laughs> told me that, and this is the one I listened to, the Alex Jones interview, which is okay. awesome because yes. I'll never forget him saying, "I had insomnia the other night, and I put on Sheen about four in the morning. And I'm in my kitchen <laughs> and I'm listening to Charlie Sheen, and he's going, "Hey man, he's starting to talk about AA man. It's a bootleg cult, man. Fuck that bootleg cult." Can I curse? By the way, yep, yep. fuck that bootleg cult, and um, I'd rather be in a private jet with two smoking hotties. <laughs> yes, like that. <laughs> and exactly. my friend said you could hear him pulling on a crack pipe <laughs> at one point. I mean, he was serious. Whoa. So a couple of people are saying, "Hey, this isn't funny." Right. A p- couple of people are saying, "Hey, this isn't funny." Charlie Sheen is dying right in front of our like he is going to have a public what, funeral. You know, what, you know what I mean? And 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 I see that angle, but I I think mm. they're I, <laughs> I see that angle. I see, but I don't care. I see I see the angle of he's a human being and maybe we should <laughs> I try see to the human being angle. Maybe we should try to that step in. That is funny. But now here here's what I'm saying. I'm reading this mm-hmm. Keith Richards biography and some people <laughs> it seems like just have a they have a tolerance for it. They just have an <laughs> they have an ability to metabolize cocaine that's at a certain true. level that some people By don't. By the way, I did cocaine one summer and yeah. I couldn't handle it. I did it for a summer and I blacked out and I had hard pa- I would have been I mean if I Sheen is right. Did you hear there was another quote he said, "Hey, people can't party with me because their bones would melt." <laughs> right. Did you hear that? Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. And I agree, dude. I'm like no mas. <laughs> right. This is uh yeah, this is uh this is I think pretty much the quote here. Charlie Sheen is has got to be on drugs again. Sure. Yeah. Who is this? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I am oh, this is the 2020. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it's not available because if you try it once, you will die. Your face will melt <laughs> off. And the will weave over your exploded body. Um, too much. So uh, it's too much. Yeah, no, it's it's just I, I again I woke up and decided you know I've been kicked around. I've been I've been criticized. I've been like the aw shucks guy with like this bitch in rock star life. <laughs> completely embrace it. Wrap both arms around it and love it violently. 
and defend it violently. Now his violent his, hatred. His diction as a broadcaster, I admire awesome. his his diction, just the way yeah. he punches these words out. Yeah. Now here's that hanging out with the uh, smoking hotties. Oh, you I'm gonna hang it. out with these two smoking hotties. <laughs> Dude, when I was listening, that's to so that. funny. I mean, come on, this is this is very entertaining. But is he is he high during these interviews? Well, he's been tested negative. Now I guess you after serious? a few days <laughs> yeah. ago, tested negative I, I for guess. seventy the seventy two hours prior. So for at least three days, he stopped doing crack and took a test for wow. some news. Now I guess uh yeah like like Logan was saying I guess after this twenty twenty interview he mm-hmm. took a drug test he passed it mm-hmm. and he, here's my thing I don't know if it's necessarily all drugs I think he's got. Possibly a brain chemistry issue. He seems to be, oh, see. he seems to be a little manic, and maybe that's kind of he's got all this natural right. kind of manic energy, and then he starts doing the coke here's and kind where, of rolling. Here's with it. where I identify with Sheen. Here's why where I identify with Sheen is that he is basically saying fuck you exactly to everybody, and I love that because we all are constantly going oh yes yes right. to yeah. and we're in the entertainment industry, so it's like we understand that too. It's like oh. Yes, yes, Mr. Television Executive. Thank you so much for hiring me. Oh, yes, yes, Mom. Like all our lives, we are we are trying to be good little boys and girls. Our whole lives. Right. And I think Sheen and big celebrities are under the microscope so much that he is having this kind of uh, rejuvenation, this this rebirth, this freedom of saying "fuck you," I don't care anymore. And I yes. guess he's got yeah. the money to do it. Right. Like people like us. <laughs> yeah, he can't. Or, or I should speak, not speak for you guys, but people oh, yeah, like I, me have to play the. I can't say fuck you. <laughs> I need money, but right. he has made a lot of money. Yes, no, he has, and he, he did, he's on he, a piece of shit show, by the way, which I right, agree with him. Like I yeah, agree with a said, lot of this shit. <laughs> what he said, he was saying, I took this tin can and, and, made and it turned into it into gold. gold. Yes, that yeah. was such a that was such a great quote. And actually, I thought this would be kind of a uh, fun exercise, Eddie, if you want to play along yeah. here. I printed out. Uh, you can grab that copy over there. I printed out. I actually had the two and a half men pilot sitting around. Is that right? And I thought it'd be fun. You're you're a working actor. I thought maybe it'd be fun uh-huh. to go through a scene. You can play Charlie. I'll play Alan, the neurotic. Is that um, Cryer, John Cryer? Yeah, I'll play the John Cryer part. Logan, there's a part for you coming in. I, I think you know when to come in. Yes. So now basically this is the pilot episode. This is, is? Okay. yeah, this is the pilot episode. Alan had just barged into Charlie's. Um, you know, mansion. He's this uh, jingle writer. He, you know, a playboy. Oh, I've never seen Two and a Half Men because, oh, okay. I, you know, it just looks like a terrible sitcom. Right. Me. Yeah. It it's is. the. It just, is. It's just the formulaic, just straight joke. Yeah. And what? Yeah. I, you know, whatever. Dad, I love my that. My dad America- loves it. What? My dad loves he that. Does? show. It was his favorite show. Yeah. Well, apparently it's. It was the most popular show. I I just heard on Jimmy Kimmel last night, they said last Mm -hmm. night it was the highest rated show and it was in a rerun. Two and a half men. Hey, by the way, uh, are are any of you guys following Charlie Charlie Sheen's Twitter account? Yes, of course I I am. He he tweeted like one or two things and already had almost a million followers. Which, by the way, is is why Twitter is so full of shit. I'm breaking my ass. (laughs) Right. Breaking my ass writing jokes. Every fucking day, and I have 17,000 fo- – and I've broken my ass for two years to get 17,000 Right, exactly. Fo- you wake up He's in the morning. He's got a million <laughs> yeah. in an hour, but he did have a funny one about driving cross-country with Chuck Lorre in a 75 Yes, yeah, so I guess Nancy Grace asked him to come on her show, and this is the one person he turned down to do an interview. Oh, he said, I, I would, see him I would rather drive across the country – 
in a 75 pacer. She's such an ugly, crappy woman. All right, here we go. Let's she do does this. not not seem the like pilot. it. Okay, so I'm Alan. I'm busting in through the house, and uh, my wife has just dumped me. And basically, I'm needing help from the step or from my brother Charlie. Okay, and action. 12 years of providing, supporting, and nurturing, and she just throws me out like her life means nothing? I can't believe this is happening. How'd you get in my house? Charlie, the key in the fake rock only works if it's among other rocks, not sitting on your welcome mat. If you put the fake rock in with a bunch of other rocks, it's impossible to find when you're drunk. I'm a good husband. I'm faithful. Is she? Is she what? Faithful. Don't be ridiculous. Judith doesn't even like sex. All she keeps saying she is she feels suffocated. She keeps going on and on. I'm suffocating. I'm suffocating. What does that mean? Has ever a woman uh, said that to you, Charlie? Well, yeah, but not a woman who doesn't like sex. <laughs> and Jake, this could destroy Jake. Who's Jake? My son, your nephew. Oh, sure, Jake. This could screw up his entire life. He could grow up emotionally frozen, distrusting woman, incapable of entering into any kind of meaningful relationship. If he's lucky. Look, Alan, I, I know you're going through a hard time, but maybe you noticed a naked woman in my bed upstairs? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I would have gone to the hotel, but, well, you know the reports. No matter how clean they look, the residue of other people's everywhere. I'd have to sleep standing up, and bathing would be just as much trouble. Uh-huh, but getting back to the naked woman. Laura, fully dressed, crossed down the stairs. Too late. Oh, no. Hi, I'm Laura. We kind of met upstairs. Alan, y- yeah, I- I'm really sorry about this. No, Alan's your name. That's all right. I'm sure... I'm sorry to hear about your wife. <laughs> Good night, Charlie. <laughs> oh, come on. You leaving isn't going to bring them back together again. Good luck, Alan. She exit. I guess I, I guess I messed up your night, huh? It's my fault. I'm the one who left the rock on the welcome mat. This is just until things settle out. A, a couple of days max. She'll come over to her senses. Yeah, that's what women do. Look, you can have the guest room. I'll get some sheets. That's okay. I brought my own. You brought... Okay, then. Good night. Well, wait, we, we haven't seen each other in, like, two years. D- don't you want to talk? <sighs> what do you want to talk about, Alan? I, I don't know. I, I was named Chiropractor of the Year by the San Fernando Valley Chiropractor Association. Okay, then. Good night. Hang on. What what about you? What What's going on with you? Well, Alan, there's not much to say. I make a lot of money for doing very little work. I sleep with beautiful women who don't ask about my feelings. I drive a Jaguar. I live at the beach. And sometimes in the middle of the day, for no reason at all, I like to make myself a big pitcher of margaritas and take a nap out on the sun deck. Huh. Okay. Well, uh, good night, Charlie. Good night. All right, scene. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, no wonder he's crazy. This show, I, I didn't realize yeah, that, that but really... this show feeds... His insane. This show oh, yeah. is right, all exactly. about. He plays who he is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. He. Uh. Yeah. Someone brings that up in an interview. Uh. This is from the 2020 interview. People always compare right, you, the person, to your character on Two and a Half Men. Yes. I got two grand in my pocket. That's itching to turn into 12 bucks in a hangover. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's 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 that Charlie Sheen, man. He's just he's just going for it. There's something to be said for a guy who's not afraid to live life on his own terms. They actually gave him a raise before they fired him, didn't they? Well, yeah, this last season he was holding out yeah. for more money, and the only reason he came back was because he was they they were forced to offer him like two million an episode just to get him back. Right. By the way, screw CBS because their ethics and stuff. Because here he is, Charlie Sheen. He put a knife. He threatened a woman twice, three yes. times. Like like once he put a knife to a woman's throat. Another time he hit somebody, hit another woman. But CBS didn't fire him. Right. But they fire him once he starts in on Chuck Lorre. Right. Exactly. Am I right? right. Yes. Like like <laughs> well, I, you know, Chuck Lorre probably fired him. 
Well, yeah. I think what happened was Chuck just refused to come back to work. He was just like, hey, I'm not – I'm done. I'm out. I, I can't take this anymore. This guy's driving me crazy. I'm just not going to write the episodes By anymore. the way, Char- Charlie Sheen, if he gets his – like if he doesn't die – you know, from Coke overdose or whatever, he could become one of the greatest Americans ever. Like he could, yeah. he could blow the lid off of what it really is to be a celebrity. He could blow the lid off of what it really is to be, you know, a favorite son who's got millions and millions and, and what it really is like. Because no one talks about it. everybody's and everybody he, hides behind the flag in this country. Everybody hides, you know, they, they do really bad things, but then they hide behind the flag. You know, the people who start wars in this country, they hide behind uh, religion. They're but she, they are, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but no, they all cover up. But she, the, the greatest thing about Sheen is that he's not covering up. This is, <laughs> I think we're kind of experiencing a, a unique point in the media, and that is we're, we're watching a man's life go viral. Like, we're watching. <laughs> That's right. You're, I was sitting at That's the Starbucks, right. and you could just quote any one of these Charlie Sheen lines or whatever. You could just walk up to the baristas and go, winning. Everybody knew it. Everyone knows, everyone knows what you're talking about everyone is compelled by this (laughs) everyone is compelled by winning i'm winning i think what he's tapping into yeah what is he tapping into he's tapping into the idea of everyone has this we all fear life in a certain sense that we're all kind of afraid to do the wrong thing or to just kind of totally go for it. Like everyone has their own mortality. And, right. you know, as a society, we want to kind of we, – we have this idea of carpe diem, live life like it's your last day. And then no one really kind of pushes that limit. No one actually lives – each day as if it's your last he's kind of doing that like he's just he's just saying hey whatever i'm gonna do right now i'm gonna do it because it makes me feel good right now because i might not wake up tomorrow morning that's a reality chances I'm looking, are he won't <laughs> exactly. i'm looking death right in the eye and just saying bring it and then meanwhile everyone else is just like hey i'm, I'm slowly working towards my dream eating health food exercising yeah. this yeah. guy's like not to that for yeah, me yeah, i'm yeah. going for it man yeah, exactly, exactly. It's 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 wild. And like you said, it's a man. The, the first way you put it was great. It's a man's life going viral. Yes, you know. But you know, I I for what whatever's going on with Charlie Sheen, it's highly entertaining. Yes. Uh, highly entertaining, and I think, like I said, I, I'm with him on a lot of things because a lot of the people uh, who have a lot of money and a lot of fame in this world, they hide, and he's not. No. Yeah, he's he's literally just, hey, I'll set up a camera in my backyard and just <laughs> bring you into this world. So now, uh, Eddie, how you doing, man? What's a, what's a day where Whoa. we know Charlie we Sheen's gotta life? We got to come down from Charlie Sheen <laughs> what's, to my fucking life. Take, take us through a day in Eddie Pepitone's life. <laughs> what's it? What's it? What's it? I feel embarrassed after talking about a Charlie Sheen. You know, sm- flying around the country with two smoking hotties because smoking hotties. A great day for me is like what I did today, which was sit in a cafe with my computer, and you know, get off a couple of good tweets. Yep. And then go jog, <laughs> and then meditate. And then I was like, okay, I gotta make Sean's. I gotta make Sean's show. You know. Okay. Um, but you know what's been going on with me actually is that I've been doing a lot of sh- I've been getting really busy. I've been really doing a lot of shows. Yeah, no, I see that uh, you're doing a, a uh, doing the Muppet movie. Yeah, I did the Muppet movie. <laughs> okay, when when does that come out? That I believe it comes out. I believe it comes out either the summer or Christmas. It's one of those seasons. That, okay, the holiday you know, this, season. Yeah. Now, what, what describe the character you play? Well, in I play a small character actually. I it, there's an opening scene 
where um, I there's a new Muppet in this movie named Walter. Okay. So he's a new Muppet, and he uh, it starts out in a place called Smallville, and I'm and it's just a little town, you know, Smallville, and I'm the postman, and it's a big opening dance number where Walter the Muppet leaves Smallville, and I'm the postman, and there's a big dance number, and I'm the guy who can't keep up with the dancers, and it was pretty cool because <laughs> the choreographer that was funny. Mickey Rooney's kid. Oh, okay. Michael wow. Rooney. Um, and uh, he was choreographing everybody, but he goes to me, I'm not choreographing you because you're not supposed to know the dance number. <laughs> and I was fascinated. You know, talking about Sheen and all that, I was like, Mickey Rooney's kid. Yeah. You know I what I mean? I wouldn't think uh, choreography would be a Rooney. Uh, yeah, well, he, <laughs> I guess he did do some dancing, but um, oh, yeah, Rooney. Oh, yeah, he was a showman, yeah. Right, I right. never thought of him that way, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. All Those old-timey guys, they did everything. They all did that, yeah. Well, yeah, that used James to be... James Cagney when it was not only like a gangster guy, he was a hoofer, and Rooney, I guess, did some of that, too. But. Right, I'm, I'm just reading this book about um, the latest late-night wars, and oh, yeah? it talks about... The latest late-night wars? Yes, exactly. They, Conan and... Yeah, the um, when uh, Jay took over at 10 o'clock, and then Conan took over the late-night yeah. show. It's it's really fascinating. It but, is? Yeah, it's, it's a great read. It's uh, by Bill Carter. And uh, they were talking about Conan when he was growing up. He he took tap lessons because everyone he saw in show business, oh wow, you know, was uh, also did tap dance, and you know, it was like a whole thing. Like you had to know how to do everything. Oh wow, and it kind of makes sense. I mean, if you see him do a monologue, he's very kind of theatrical all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And I also uh, I wrote on a pilot for Norm Macdonald. Oh, the one, he's a funny man, and uh, they have a pilot. They had a pilot for a sports show, and it got picked up. So I'm waiting to hear if I'm going to be one of the writers <laughs> on the oh, regular that be, show. You know, that would be lot. awesome. I heard. Yeah, that. I guess so. I love Norm. I'm not a big like that was my first writing gig actually. I'm oh, a, okay. I, I want to show. Like the thing is, is that it's so funny. Like I realized sitting there in the writer's room that I was like, I want a show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be right. writing for a show. <laughs> like, yeah, I could help you guys write the script, but how about we uh, yeah, yeah. And then, and, no, and then, and then actually, uh, the showrunner, a guy named Mike Gibbons, who's a great yes. guy, yeah, uh, he's, uh, he and does, he does a lot of stuff. He co-created the Tosh.0 show, blah, yep. blah, blah. And uh, he said, hey, do you have any ideas for a guy who would be a good correspondent with Norm? And I just went, yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then You're he went, he went and, then, and, then, and then he said the things that I hate to hear in this town, especially because I'm 52. <laughs> he goes, no, 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 young. <laughs> young. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Now, Eddie, uh, <laughs> speaking of sports fans, speaking mm-hmm. of angry, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to do a show in Philadelphia. I wore my big blue colors for you. <laughs> you're a New York Giants <laughs> fan, uh-huh. and I know you're doing a show March 26th. <laughs> in Phil- oh, oh, March- <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It was April 5th? March 25th. Oh, sorry. March 25th. Okay, right. March you were 25th. Just off by one day. Yeah. Okay. Connie's Rick Rack in right. Philadelphia. And you're doing Yeah, I'm going to be there March 12th. You going soon then, huh? Yes, I'll be uh yeah, I'll be there in uh yeah, about 10 days. Or uh no, sorry, uh 9 days. Very I'll be cool. There. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I got to say, you know, uh, you know me and you, you're from Philly, I'm from yep. New York, and uh, I've only been to Philly a couple of times, but me and Sean were talking about the sports rivalry and the Philadelphia teams only second to Boston. Yes. Like the Red Sox, I hate more than any other team because <laughs> uh, I'm a Yankee fan. But the Eagles and the Flyers yep. um, are teams that have destroyed my faith in life. <laughs> <laughs> because when I was a kid, the Flyers, you're a little young, but when I was a kid, the Flyers were the Broad Street Bullies. Broad Street Bullies. And I was a young kid who loved hockey 
I love the Rangers. I love the and the Flyers would beat the Rangers bloody because that's all they did. And the Rangers, they never had anybody who stood up to the Flyers. So I've always like. And then the Eagles, I I hate. But you know, I was coming over here thinking, <laughs> what am I going to tell Green when he brings up the Eagles? Because screw the Eagles. <laughs> and, I, this is what, and this is what I was going to tell you. You guys may be kicking our ass lately, yeah. but we have three Super Bowls, right. and we always close the deal. Like, you kick our ass, but you never close the deal. Like, you guys never win. Have you won the Super Bowl yet? No. No, we haven't won no, the but, Super Bowl. Now, and this is my thing. Here. here yeah. Here's now, my they're thing. a great – Philly's a great team. And, I mean, but and, the Giants, th- when they get on their runs – they take it all the way. But the <laughs> they Eagles did. Don't. They beat the Patriots. That's right. And that's the thing. Philadelphia sports fans, they get so much shit for being, oh, they're the worst fans. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, the yeah. biggest they assholes. They boo Santa Claus is yeah. the biggest. First like... off, of course we're going to boo Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm a grown man. You think I'm going to just, oh, hey, Santa Claus. If Santa Claus was real and he brought the Eagles a Super Bowl, then I'd be cheered. Yeah. They, they'd never won a Super Bowl, and they sell out every season, and people are dying to By see By the way, the this is why I think the Philly people are going to like me. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. I have the same mentality as a sports fan. Like, right. when my team sucks, you know, I don't I, – I let them know they suck. <laughs> yes, because exactly. it's like, dudes, you got to play – I don't – if they play well and lose, all right. I'm I'm not gonna boo them, but man, the Giants—they are the type of team that plays amazing and then doesn't show up. They've had they've had a weird streak with Coughlin because they won the Super oh. Bowl in 2008 with that mm-hmm. epic run, mm-hmm. and then they've also these past other two seasons they've had great starts or great yeah. moments. <laughs> right, where they, they look really great. good. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. It, they and haven't then been they able to finish die. it up. They yeah. die. All right, now I got I got to play this clip. Take Uh-oh. us through what you were feeling when you heard this go down. Bad dodge oh, no. the punt, gets a high snap, <laughs> gets it away. It's a duck Jackson takes it at the 35, picks it up, looks for running room. He's at the 40, he's at the 45, midfield, he's at the 40, 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 he's running around, and he's in the end zone, and there's no time, and the Eagles win. Can I take you through what I was going through? Sure, yes. Now take us through your brain there, Eddie. I was in defense mode. I'm sure you know this as a sports fan. As soon as they punted – by the way, the progression of that game, like leading up to that punt – that was inevitable, that moment. I don't know oh, if yes. you were about, But, like, you the can Giants were up by, I don't know, 20, 21 points. 21 points with five minutes left. <laughs> yeah. Damn. And boom, one touchdown, two touchdowns. And then, three, then the Eagles tied it, and then that punt. And uh, I was just like, I saw him. First of all, the giant punter who, if he is still with the team, I am not going to be a giant fan anymore. <laughs> yes. His name is Matt Dodge. Yep. Anyway, he couldn't kick it out of fucking bounds. That's all he had to do. All he had to do was kick it out of bounds. Oh. Wow. And once Jackson fielded it, and I was like, all right, well, we'll we'll tackle him right away. And then once he broke one or two tackles, I went into that. That shell <laughs> of like this isn't happening. Like you know, as a child, it's an outer body experience. Who? Yes, it was an outer body. Like as a child, when something's not supposed to be happening, and you're a young kid, and it's too scary. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I went into. You just try to shut down you, yeah. and and just reject it as a reality. Like this cannot mm-hmm, be happening. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend was there, and she does <laughs> oh, not man. understand sports at all. And when I get upset, she just goes, "Come on, honey." <laughs> 
and that's the last thing I wanted exactly. to hear. Exactly. You don't need pity right then. You pity, don't need yeah. pity. That just no, makes but it so I don't much need worse. to hear it. Really doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like it's you know, okay. It's it, just start petting your head as you stare. Yeah, you bet. Petting my head. Get your hands off me. This is the Eagles. I know. I I, I have this say this joke all the time, but my mom is a sports fan. Just because she doesn't want to see me and my dad and my brother so angry, because she knows if if they lose, it's like oh the the day's ruined. She's kind of oh, cooked sweet. dinner by herself, and not, you know everyone's just like eating food, not making yeah. eye contact. Yeah, everyone does their own yeah. thing. But hey, if they win, oh everyone's chatty, Kathy hanging yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you, for me, you know, and I'm sure you have this too. Uh, I think every real sports fan has to have this. It's like a love hate with sports because there are such highs. And then there are yes. such crushing lows. Yes, and I've exactly. always been that kind of person. Speaking of Charlie Sheen, well, right. I've I think always it's... been manic depression about sports. Like, yeah, we won. My greatest sports uh, triumph was the Rangers. Oh, okay. The 1994 Cup with Mark Messier and all those guys. Yeah, that was. And that was really they had kind never of... won. You know, they, I think it was the first time they won in 50 something years, and that was really amazing. That was now, really where amazing. were you when that went? Down? I was actually living near the Garden. Uh, in New York, I was living in Hell's Kitchen, so I went up to the garden after the Rangers won the cup, and I was just out there with uh, a lot of Ranger fans. And yeah, it was so just fun. getting into it. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, comedy there's a there's kind of a similar high and low. Mm. And, you know, when you're when you're mm. killing, it's everything so great, and you can kind of that's just like true. see four jokes ahead of you, that's and you're just true. in that zone. And then when it's just off and it's not right or whatever, or things aren't working, or mm. this isn't a good show. And there's nothing, there's nothing you can get out of it, and it's just like, get me out of here. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's a, like, you know, that's what makes one a professional, though. Yes. In stand-up is, or in this, in this business is like, when you're not having a great, great night. Yes. You still have the fortitude to do a good job. Exactly. To still do right. your act, finish strong, post. Because if you get into that head, like, and I've gotten this way. Right. With crowds, like, oh, these fucking people <laughs> suck. Yeah, if you or get in that zone of like, oh, me. you're going to take me down? No, I'm going to take everything down. And, and yeah, you can, it's easy to kind of slip up and get in that tailspin. But, yeah, I think you're right. Like, a pro right. just kind of sucks it up, realizes right. it is what it is. It is Here's what, what it I is. can do. Yeah. And, and kind of take it from there. But it's tough for the, it's tough. It's tough because, like you were just saying, you know, the the mindset of a, excuse me, of a comedian is that they want to kill. Yes. And that's the high, and that's why I I love to perform in front of live audiences. Is you get that that incredible rush of energy from the crowd. So when you're not getting that, it, it's hard to settle. <clears throat> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and 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 especially if you like to riff or you know you mm. you improv a lot of stuff, it it you need that you kind of like feed off that energy and it gets that ball yeah. rolling. And if you're not getting that kickstart, it's it's kind of frustrating. And it is hard to make an audience like if an audience decides they don't like you. Yes. I'll tell you that's a bitch to turn around. Right. Yeah. It is it because. You know Especially I mean? if they're not going to see you, or maybe uh, you're on a show with some other people, and this is the first time they've ever seen you. You're kind. This is like That's a first right. date. You got to kind of, yeah. And you kind of forget, exactly. like, oh, they don't already know me. They don't get. I'm kind of kidding about this. They, yeah. you know, <laughs> maybe they think I'm really am this crazy. Or you kind of got to yeah. ease them in, or, or or figure out some way to break the ice, really, and yeah. kind of show them your personality. Now, um, yeah, you you exactly. did this show recently, uh, Ham Clown. Oh, and yeah. it was, uh, oh, that's right. You were there at that, <laughs> that place. This is great. Oh, my so God. So 
It was. Uh, it's kind of a cool, kind of a cool show. Um, it, uh, it's, it's in a, it's in a hotel. It's in an old hotel Famous in hotel downtown. In kind of interesting architecture. They, yeah. they just started doing this show. Eddie went up, had a, had a really great set, a lot of fun. You know, some other acts were going up, and then they decided to throw in a, a skit. And I've, I've been to millions and millions of stand-up shows, and anytime you kind of just throw a skit mm, in there. Mm. It, it it doesn't it doesn't really feel right for the right. most part. It, it's tough to make that work because the audience is well, there's used. There's no fourth wall throughout the whole show, and then all of a sudden you hey, got to pretend. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a great. That's a good point. And also, I think What's it's your a, name, son. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it, it's one of those things where like, okay, they're used to the rhythm of the mm, jokes, mm-hmm. and then so okay, hey, I'm gonna do this sketch piece. Yeah. And you know, stand-ups a lot of times when they're doing a, a like a, a skit, it's all like, hey, look yeah. at me, I'm doing a skit. Oh, hey, right. I'm doing a skit. <laughs> right. And then yeah. Eddie, I, I'm assuming this wasn't planned ahead of time, right? Or no. I, okay, I, <laughs> that's what I got. Eddie just walked up and goes, everyone, stop the show. Has anyone seen my daughter? She likes to go on in awful sketches. I haven't <laughs> seen her. And then he like just got into this character of an angry dad. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Trying to find his daughter, and they, yeah. they had like a fake gun that they were pretending yeah. to shoot. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you couldn't even afford caps to throw in the fake gun. <laughs> None of this is working. Stop this now. Well, oh, see, that's what happens. And, and Logan, that's a good point because the fourth wall had been down, right? So I felt like that's that was that was how I'm gonna do the sketch. Right, exactly. Like, I'm gonna make fun of. This yeah exactly yeah. and it, you you, you captured it yeah. you captured kind of the the feeling in the room and you, you kind of got into the moment you kind of <laughs> got into the collective thought process that was going on throughout yeah. throughout the show and yeah, yeah I think I think that's uh you know as a performer I I love seeing you go up because that's you know you're kind of always trying to figure out what's going on and kind yeah. of commenting on the moment yeah that and that's what I hope when I when I do Connie's Rick Rack yes. that that I'll, March twenty fifth. March 25th, and that I'll be able to feel <laughs> like I can do anything because I think that's what people really want to see. You know what right. I mean? Like, um, you know, when when I'm in the moment and I feel like I'm connected and the audience is connected to me, I feel like anything is possible. We could fuck yes. around yes. on anything. You know no, I mean? like uh, just last week I, I did just some random show mm-hmm. and I was there. And uh, a guy was eating a Subway sandwich, and I just went into this whole thing about, you know, don't you love yourself? Why are you eating this sandwich? And just like, it, just got, this whole thing about you how got into it. Yeah, and and the audience is just like, what? You know, they get so titillated by that idea of like, oh my God, this is this is happening right now, and you can yeah. right. you can get so much more. And right. uh, so speak- a lot of times we just go through our material. Right, and it's it's hard because you're up there and you're like, okay, I need to do something to kind of get it going. Okay, I'll start doing the material, but then, okay, hey, mm-hmm. where's the moment? And that's mm-hmm. that's really where the the good stuff happens. I and agree. we actually did a show. Um, Troy Conrad is working on this pilot called Set List, oh, and we yeah. we taped it over at the Comedy and Central it's a stages, show which kind of plays into all of that. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a great idea for the show. Basically, you walk out there and there's a list of seven things, and you just got to create a stand-up set out of these seven things. And it's it's a yeah. it's fun to watch, and you can just tell the audience is sitting there like, oh man, what's what's he right. gonna think of? And the the tension that you create and then release is so much bigger. Yeah. Because they can see you making it up as you do it. Yeah, yeah. I had fun, and I found things that I don't think I would have found. You know, right, because they kind of just do like wacky, absurdist. Um, I remember one of the things I had was it just said 
faggot friendly. Yes, that and was. So I was, was doing this thing where I was yelling at gay people, <laughs> but I was trying to be friendly, like, "Yo, faggot! You know that is a pretty good idea of eating sorbet in between meals." <laughs> I remember the like, one. The one was great. You're like, "Hey, faggot! You probably don't know useless stats about running backs from the 1980s. You probably do a lot of reading. You're probably better served for not knowing that." <laughs> yeah. Like, by the way, that that That's is funny. one thing. Like, I, I'm a big sports fan, but I, but but <laughs> you I realize I realize what the fuck am I <laughs> yes, doing? Exactly. <laughs> you know, because after the at least I don't do the fantasy shit. Yeah. Do you do that? A little bit, yeah, I but don't it's because it does anything and everything right. you can. Well, like, <laughs> it's oh, really? the, well, you know, you throw in like the gambling aspect he's, of it. He's so. betting you right now. Gambling, on, I stopped that. He's shit. betting right now on a show called Top Shot on <laughs> it's a, the History Channel. It's a reality show. <laughs> it's a it's competitive History Channel show. <laughs> well, it's a it's it's a competition, okay? I don't like to call it a reality <laughs> show, but it's a television program that. That that follows a competition between marksmen, any different kind of gun, any different, you know. And the sh- drama that ensues, of right. course. They're, they're shooting <laughs> sniper rifles. They're throwing knives. They're shooting slingshots. And then, yeah, and then, uh, you know, basically it's two teams. And then whichever guy does the worst or the worst two, they By go the to way, the elimination this is on the range. History yes, exactly. Wait, history Channel has fallen. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. They used to create great they used programs. They do history. <laughs> yeah, like uh, they used well, to have used history to like channel. Ice Road Truckers. You know. Yeah. Now, all right. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, truckers. They what the fuck was that? You know, when I, I used saw... to drive down uh, Kawanga and yeah. see this huge billboard for ice. <laughs> right. I, what was it called? <laughs> ice road truckers. Ice road truckers. And I'd be like, no. what the fuck is this? Yes. And <laughs> as a guy, as a guy in show business trying to get shows, it is frustrating. Because I, I've, here's the thing, like I used to work at my uncle's hardware store. I've worked construction. <laughs> In Philly? Um, outside of Philly. Outside yeah, of that's Philly. Uh, Bethlehem. And uh, oh yeah, that's where Jesus was born. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, the city of Christ. And uh, so you know, I've worked plenty of blue collar jobs, and I was like, you know what? Me no, too. I gotta, Me I gotta too. pursue my dream and passion, and show business. Mm-hmm. And then you get into show business, and now the, every <laughs> they're doing blue collar. Every shitty blue collar <laughs> job a funny, is a that's show. That's a funny. Uh, I don't, have you done that stand-up? Yes, I have. Oh, good. good <laughs> but it felt, it felt pertinent to throw in here. Yeah, but yeah. the idea that, you know, you're busting your ass, and then meanwhile, every shitty blue-collar job is a show. It's like, hey, exterminators, dog walkers, um, bloggers. <laughs> pawn shop owners. Pawn shops, truckers. It's all pawn TV shops. shows. Yeah, yeah. Pawn shop. And I watch the show, and I like the characters. That, <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah, but sh- thank God we don't have to live their fucking lives. Yeah. I don't mind turning on the television. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah, I mean, you you can step back from it a little bit. You don't have yeah. to. You don't have to be. No, I think a, we ra- made the right move because uh, not to offend people who have blue collar jobs, but sure. that just w- was not for me. I did it too. I used to install and sand hardwood floors in uh, Staten Island, you know, oh, yeah? suburb of New York. And uh, Jesus Christ, was that hard work, man? Yeah, no, it's I, I yeah. I mean, like it's it. there's nothing wrong with it. It's a good, you know, honest day's work, honest day's pay. But I think even those guys, if they had something else or if they had a passion, they'd probably go for it. But they're oh, they're you know, always maybe, dreaming of doing other things. Right, but they got know. a family and they they got to yeah. put food on the table, so exactly. they kind of they do what they do. Uh, we got a caller here. Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, yeah, what's up, man? It's Zach. Oh, okay, Zach from uh, back home calling in. What's happening, Zach? What's going on, man? Uh, I had a quick question for you. Um, I know you got your, your big show coming up in Philly, and uh, we got like 50 people coming down and throwing a huge pre-party with some kegs and whatnot. And uh, I know how you guys were talking about uh, 
connecting with the crowd and shit. I just wanted to see what uh, how you're going to connect with 50 drunk people that <laughs> you all know <laughs> right. at, in the crowd. Well, yeah, I guess it's it's going to be an interesting dynamic because all my all my drunk asshole friends from high school are coming. Someone had a funny line, like I was telling people, like, oh, I'm doing this show back home, Connie's Rick Rack, uh, March 12th, and uh, it's it's going to be a great time. And someone's like, oh yeah, your friends will all be there. They'll all be rooting for you. I was like, oh, you don't know my friends. Like, I don't know. It, it's going to be a great time because everyone's going to get drunk and just you know shoot the shit and and do my stand up show. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but. Yeah, I don't know if it's I'm going to be, be able to do a ton of crowd work with, um, you know, people are totally, totally uh, hammered. There's a there's a nice middle there. I don't know what what your thoughts on uh, working the crowd, Eddie, but it, sometimes if people are are too drunk, I like to work the crowd aggressively. Yes, you know? I've seen that. If you, they're too drunk, though, it's a drag. Because yeah, because there's there's points where they're not listening. Like they need to listen to your your point to kind of get. Well, so drunk when they're too drunk. They think that they are the show. Yes. And that's not the case. They are there to watch the show, and you know they're not the focal point of the show. Right. Exactly. I actually. This is a funny story. Uh, let's see. Monday night. If they were. They would have their own show. <laughs> right. Exactly. They would. They would be the ones having the shows. I was out Monday night. I went and saw. A uh, stand-up show at Tiger Lily. It's a. Oh yeah, uh, I'm it's, doing it this Monday. Yeah, it's a That's kind a of show. Yeah, it's an independent show. It? No, I was just there, kind of uh. dropping by, hanging out. I'm sitting there, and then uh, actually I'm kind of hanging off to the side, and uh, Jeff Ross is up on stage, and he he just looks at me and he goes, Hey, what the what the fuck are you doing? Take a seat. I'm like, Okay, all right, sit down. He's like, Hey, where'd you come from? Did he know who you are? No, no, he had yeah. no idea who I was. Yeah. I was like, Oh, where'd you come from? I was like, Oh, I. Just did a show at a pizza shop. He goes, oh, doing an open mic at a pizza shop. You must get a ton of pussy. And I'm like, oh, oh geez. So now I'm, I'm getting told. And, you know, like I was kind of like the go-to guy to call back like, oh, so what would you think of that, yeah. pizza boy? Yeah, and he was yeah. just murdering me yeah. the entire show. But you were cool. You did not go after him. You let him do his thing. Right. I yeah. I, I mean, I didn't have – he's like, what was your first joke? So I, was, yeah. I tried to tell it. Like yeah. it, it was kind of weird. Then uh, this, is a, this is the great part. There's another show uh, after that that a lot of the people go – to check out and i oh, went to that on vermont or? uh yeah public house i'm right. actually doing that uh, this monday but i was there just hanging out right. socializing jeff ross is going up there again <laughs> and so i was like oh i'll mess with him i'll sit up in the front row he does not recognize me but he just decides to start picking on no. me again he didn't yes. recognize oh, <laughs> no. he deserved to be fucked with but what, what? oh, that oh and then he's just like hey look at you you got spina bifida you all slouched over <laughs> <laughs> you should go to every one of his fucking shows and then he goes he's like uh you know, he said uh, something about uh, you got to be alert. You got to be in case terrorists come in. I'm like, oh, there's already a bomb on stage or, or something like that. And, you know, going back and forth. And, uh, yeah, it's one of those things like you should be uh, everyone's like, oh, you should be honored. Jeff, Jeff be <laughs> he honored. roasted you. And I was like, ah, oh, man, he's being a dickhead. But, uh, you know, he was a good guy. He shook my hand afterwards. He's like, thanks for sitting in the front row. But clearly he didn't realize that Did it was the same. That you were no, no, I just I let it go. I thought it was oh, too funny to shit. just not bring up. I thought, hey, mm. let it go. But uh, yeah, That's good good guy. I guess he was trying out uh, material for the uh, the Donald Trump roast. That's uh, going down. Ah, oh, what a pussy he is, that guy. <laughs> Donald fucking Trump. You know he in, he inherited his fucking wealth, Donald Trump. You know that he right. didn't make any of his own money. That 
prick. Yes, I mean <laughs> it's easy to it's easy to build blonde. a fortune. He's a dumb blonde. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Donald Trump is. He, he really strikes me as a himbo who read a book a on confidence. <laughs> you know, like he basically read the the book like how to make friends and influence people and just kind of ratcheted it up like ten to, you know ten times and just like you know firm yeah. handshakes, right. uh, <laughs> look sharp, you feel sharp. Hey, it doesn't matter if you got hair or not. You got hair. Like he's just he's just holding on to these got, tenets yeah. of being a winner, regardless of uh, you know whether or not he actually he actually yeah. identifies that. Now you're uh, we're kind of wrapping things up here. I All know right. you're doing a uh, live comic strip on the internet. Uh, tell oh, us yeah. about that. It's yeah, a yeah, cool yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's called Puddin. P U D D I N. Yep. And uh, you can find it on Twitter at Pudding Strip. Dot com P-U-D-D-I-N-S-T-R-I-P. And I just have a daily video every day, and it's um, me and Matt Oswalt, Patton Oswalt's brother. Oh, okay. And uh, he writes it, and um, I perform it with him, and uh, he writes for my voice really well. Yeah. And uh, it's just in a corporate break room, <laughs> yeah. and he's eating pudding, and I come up behind him and say the weirdest <laughs> yeah. shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. It's just kind of absurdist. One liners. Yeah. Like oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, we yeah. Good feedback. We and, just started it a couple weeks ago. And it's and I was surprised, or just the idea of you know you call it a comic strip and it really yeah. like that's what it is. It's 20 mm-hmm. seconds, 30 seconds. It's one line. Right. You look at it and it's I right. the idea of a live action comic strip. Today I, think I really ran cool. up behind him. He's just eating his pudding in the corporate room. I ran up behind him. He said, "Give me a joke." I'm on a phone and I just <laughs> cup the phone and I go, "Give me a joke. I need a joke about AIDS. Come on." <laughs> and he looks at me and I go, "I'll forget." And I run out and that was it. And know? he's he's great. He never breaks character. He just keeps eating his pudding. Yeah, he never breaks character. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's perfect. All right, guys, make sure you check out Eddie Pepitone. He's gonna be a Connie's Rick Rack and beautiful. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, March 25th. You can follow him at Eddie Pepitone. Logan, you want to wrap things up here with a haiku? Sure. Talking, stand up, shop. Bitching rock stars from Mars, babe. Spinal bifida. <laughs> And uh, Logan, big news. Logan just released the trailer for the Comedy Garage movie that's going to be dropping March 15th on IndieFlix.com. If you guys are listening to this, uh, if you're not listening to it live, if you downloaded it, you can go to TheSeanTGreen.com. We'll have a link posted there. Of course, you can look it up on YouTube, the Comedy Garage movie trailer. Any any other info there, Logan? Um, the website's not up yet, but uh, by tomorrow morning, I'll have TheComedyGarageMovie.com up, so you can check it out there. Yep, and uh, trailer's looking really good. Logan did a great job, and uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Oh, thanks, and, buddy. And, and of course, I'll be uh, going home next week. Uh, the Green Room's going to be live at the Sam Adams Brew Pub next week, March 10th. And of course, March 12th, the big show in Philadelphia, Connie's Rick Rack. This has been The Green Room. We do it live here every Thursday, 8 o'clock on latalkradio.com. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today.